<laughs> I was saying. Okay. <clears throat> still slaps, doesn't it? It does. I love our Pornhub intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good morning, day, night, afternoon, whatever it is for you right now, and welcome back to our podcasts. Podcasts as in multiple? Probably not. But we are your hosts, Krista and Mag, <laughs> here to update you from our bubble. Yes. Hello. <laughs> you wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote yes. that down. Hello. <laughs> what's well, the period at the end <laughs> to damn. show that we're serious today? Yeah, Krista, what's your pain scale today? Uh, I'm at about nine, I think. Out of what? A hundred or ten? Ten. If it was a hundred, it would have been ninety. Ooh. Basic math. That's like um, that's yeah. quite high. It's not good. No. I was about to say it's it's pretty normal, but as we were discussing earlier, the normal amount of pain. Now, what's the normal amount of pain? It's really? zero. Like, you're not supposed to be in pain. But we are at a nine, and that is what we're going to be discussing today, actually. Not specifically the number nine, but <laughs> 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 being in pain and having a pain scale of nine. Occasionally. Sometimes it's eight, sometimes it's six. But today it's nine. Hmm. What about your pain scale, Mag? I'm normal. You are normal. I mean, my normal. I don't know how, what other people feel, but I'm not in pain right now. And that I'm very, very up. happy for that. No, that like how you don't know what other people's perspective yeah. of pain is. What if everyone is just inf- inflaming pain, but we don't understand it? Yeah. What if I'm just like been so lucky to never ever have experienced pain? Or what if I am in pain right now? I'm just have lived with it and I'm, I don't know how it feels. Be in pain. Oh, we can't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so sorry, guys. It's another episode. But yeah. <laughs> considering that Max pain scale is about you know normal, or at least as far as we know, <laughs> he is going to be. I guess you you said it was more like a host role. Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna sit back and listen because yeah. I know you have a lot to say, and I'm very interested in taking that information into. You're just gonna nod and smile. Yeah, smile and nod. You're not gonna see the nodding though, but you'll hear me. <laughs> no, but it's nice. And it's a kind of support and it's very good to have. And that is also why he's taking the intro, outro, and fake news today. And there you have your segue. Ah, because we're actually doing fake news even though we are deep today. We are. <laughs> Never welcome. not have fake news. Welcome to fake news. Today, welcome. special theme. Chronic <laughs> illness and pain, and, or just not chronic illness, pain in general. Pain you know? in general. I support that. And I uh, I love reading these headlines because some of them are like really like scientific and some of them are just like, study shows that if you eat two more tomatoes per day, you will get better, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Like when you tell someone you have chronic pain and they go, oh, did you know that apples are good for you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, what? Yeah, it's like, no. I think it's a fruit, I think, right? Do yeah. you think, I heard it's a berry, but with mm. magic healing powers. Yeah, but are you really a, gra- a red apple or a green apple? That's a reference they won't understand yet. Yeah, but maybe I we'll come it. back to that in like half a year. Remember that <laughs> reference and then <laughs> laugh about it. Okay. <laughs> Remember that. Is Krista a green apple or a red apple? I'm allergic to green apples, so mm. I would assume red. Mm. But you'll see in five months. You will. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, first news. Purely psychological treatment will relieve chronic back pain, study finds. And my comment, if you're in pain, then don't be. Good point. Oh my God, Gandhi, is that yeah. you? Like, if you're in pain, don't be. I'm cured. 
That's easy. <laughs> easy. Okay. What? Wait, no, 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 what don't read, don't read, don't read, don't read, don't read. I need your genuine reaction for this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was a very genuine reaction. <clears throat> okay, next, next one. UK's first sex shop was designed for people with chronic pain and has launched online, selling a variety of toys designed to be painless and re- as relaxing as possible. That's actually so nice. And my my uh, my comment: pain is not to measure, use it for pleasure. That doesn't even make sense. You just want it to rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, okay. And the third news: NPR.org suggests that treatment for deliberating pain. The treatment should be more pain. So, what pain is gain? I actually made that joke earlier. What today. that pain should be paired with pain? Yeah, because I use heating bags to treat like period cramps and such, and they're at like such a high heat that it hurts. And I'm just like, yeah, yep. if that hurts, the other things won't hurt. So, well, maybe that's a news. Makes thing. hurt, no, not hurt. Or maybe I remember you saying that and chose it as a fake news. Yes, that is. <laughs> and then the first one, the fourth one, sleep deprivation drastically increases our sensitivity to pain. That defines. <laughs> so once you're in pain, there will never be any more gain. That's your. That's his comments, by the way. That is not <laughs> in the headline. <laughs> it would be so funny, like fucking BBC <laughs> News would write <laughs> would write that in their headline. Yeah, but basically, if you ever are in pain, your sleep s- schedule might get fucked up, and you're gonna be in more pain. Fun circle. I can actually, I can testify to that, like yeah, that's, genuinely. That's a fun <laughs> circle, you know? It is that's not, what but mm. it is. And then the last one. A new and improved version of humor therapy has been found out to be a way more effective way to relieve old people's pain. Old people's? Yeah. So, once, you, BuzzFeed? once you got a tumor, treat it with humor. No. No. <laughs> no, take a seat. Take a seat. Go outside. That's the f- that's the five news. So s- you want to rams them up for me? I do not want to rams them up for you because that is hitting cars. Apparently, we googled <laughs> to find out, but oh, okay. this is hard. I w- really, really wanted to believe the UK's, but is it the UK's first sex shop that is designed for people with chronic pain, or the UK's all over first sex shop? I hope it's not the UK's <laughs> first all over sex shop. <laughs> That'd be concerning. Let's see. Hmm. Purely psychological treatment will relieve chronic back pain. That does add up to some of the things I've been told. Like, not like it's not correct, but it is what people tell you, so it wouldn't surprise me. In the sex shop, I have decided that I'm going to believe it because I need it to be it's true. It's too fun, yeah. It's too amazing not to be true. And if it's not, I'm going to be very upset with you. <laughs> so it's a loose-loose for you. Uh, suggest that the treatment for the delivery. You misspelled that so badly. <laughs> Deliberating. It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Treatment is more pain. That one I'm a bit unsure of. Sleep deprivation. That one is very accurate. But the fact that it's accurate makes me wonder if maybe you fi- like made that up. Mm. And it's not real. And what about the ones you got a tumor treated with humor? That one. Mm, the version of humor therapy has found out to be... Mm, I... I, d- I know it these headlines s- are terrible. I just wrote them down. It doesn't it. sound real, but the fact that it doesn't make me think that it is. Mm-hmm. So I am going with... Mm, this is hard. I think that the NPR thing is fake, and then my second is sleep deprivation, and then my third is humor. And after that, I don't care anymore. Okay, they're all wrong. What? 
then it has to be the relieved chronic back pain. Please. No. No! But, but well, listen, okay. <laughs> this is fun because I found a headline which is very similar. So I chose that and I just made it up. Okay. Oh, that's so rude. That's like so, saying. Look, the actual oh. headline is, is a sex shop designed for people with cancer is now open. And I thought oh, that was so fun. So I just, I had to do it about chronic pain. So, you know, UK's first sex shop designed for people with chronic pain is launched online. So oh, you're a variety so of toys designed to be painless and as relaxing as possible. Pain is not to measure, use it for pleasure. Oh, we're so moving on from this. I'm so, no. Oh, that would be so fun. I, I would have gone visit right away. That's a joke. Whoa. I'm underage. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Alrighty, Krista, I have found a very comfortable spot in my seat, and, um... Could you just say alrighty to me? Alrighty, mate. Are you 40-year-old and from Texas? Alrighty, you'll never know. Or Australia, perhaps? I think alrighty sounds like Texas, but mate sounds is Australian, so... So you confused my brain. I'm Thank guessing, you. like, in the middle of somewhere, so I'm co- probably, like, in Congo or something. <laughs> That's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that, I feel like we're about to switch mood up a bit in here, but it is mm. what it is. Mm. I am also comfortable, at least in my seat, not necessarily in my body, but that's... <sighs> yeah, I've talked about being in... <laughs> Just Leonora laughing in the background. Thank you for that. Moral support. <laughs> but yes, I don't remember if I said it at the beginning of the episode, but I have like briefly touched upon being in pain on the podcast before. But never in depth, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that... I, I remember having said it, but I don't remember when. But I remember being like, oh, yeah, I'm chronically ill. Move on from that sentence. Uh, and that has been mostly conscious. Like, it's not something like... Because in my real life, I talk about it quite a lot with people around me. Most people, like, in my class or whatever, know I'm ill. But it's because it's a public podcast that I've been kind of, like, aware of privacy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And even though it doesn't make sense... It still made sense in my head. But now you're ready to share it. Yeah, That's I good. really am. Is that scary? No, it's really good. Oh, I thought you said that's scary. Because it is kind of, but not really. I'm comfortable here. Genuinely. like slash. Uh, you decide if it's scary. I mean, it's not scary for me because it doesn't concern me. <laughs> but it might be scary for you. I don't know. Yeah. It's not at this point, I think. And I feel like that's also part of the point of it. But I feel like before I explain all of the deep uh, <laughs> philosophy with Krista, I should maybe explain how, like, what my illnesses are because there's a lot of different chronic illnesses and just saying you're in pain doesn't really explain too much. So I'm going to start with uh, the chronic headache. I... Why did I sound like that so weirdly? <laughs> oh, uh, on the 19th of October, 2020. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have the exact date. I even have... The exact time, like almost I have within the hour because it was the end of a Monday in our science class. I got like a pounding, like splitting headache. It was so bad. I had to like, I barely made it home. I was like not walking straight, looked like I was drunk, fell down on the couch, was almost throwing up, couldn't eat. It was, I was in so much pain. Mm. And I had had a similar headache the week before. So I figured I was just ill, like normal, like sick. And that it would go away. So I stayed home for a few days. And then I stayed home for a few more days. And then I just never became better. I went to the doctor and I was like, hey, this is an issue. And they gave me MRI scans. They checked my eyes. They did all of, like the standard stuff, but I couldn't find anything. And then at a point, they, fo- <laughs> they found out that I have been mentally ill for a while as well. And then they figured out, oh, okay, 
They probably found, just stress. They found that out? Like, how? No, like, I told them, like... Okay. Like, we were going through, like, all the different things it could maybe be. And as soon as, like, they knew I have been mentally ill in the past, they said, oh, it's probably that. And sure, I'm pretty sure that uh, is part of it. But being in as much pain as I am, and it's the thing that most people don't understand when I say I'm, I, like, I have a chronic headache, is that I think it's, like, when you're a bit stressed out, you get, like, the, the like, bean between your eyebrows. And it's there for a little while and it goes away. No, it's every single second of every single day. Mm. And it's always above a six. Like on the 10 scale. Uh, yeah, that sticks more than it's supposed to be. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I feel like even if it was p- purely because of mental illness, it shouldn't be that bad. And I've looked into it and there are many other things it can be. So I'm trying to get treatment, but it's taking a while. Because, you know, I'm not, they, as soon as they knew I'm not dying, I'm no longer like an urgent case. And I get that. But also, it sucks. And you also got it like in a period where Corona was still yeah. like hurting over the country. So there was probably like huge delays, which sucks. Yeah. It really, really was. The only thing that went quickly was my first MRI scan. Because they had to like, when it was such a sudden headache and it was so bad, they had to make sure that I didn't have like a tumor and I was dying. Mm-hmm. And I am not. I'm here, still a year later. You're treating your potential tumor with humor. humor. I am <laughs> treating. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's my first one. And of course, it comes with a lot of side effects because it's not just pain. It's like, it's nausea, it's dizziness, it's memory loss that has been really bad lately. Mm. Can't remember shit at any given moment. And whenever I say like, oh, sorry, I'm struggling with like memory loss. People are like, oh, well, everyone has a bad memory. And I'm like, no, no. It's memory loss. Uh, but then my second one is also quite relevant for me right now. It's endometriosis, which for those who don't know, it's a type of like chronic pain related to having a period. Yeah. So it's ba- in very short, not medical terms. It's when the lining around your uterus, the one that like sheds and causes you to bleed on your period. When that grows in other places, it's not supposed to be. And you're internally bleeding. And it leads to a, lo- <laughs> a lot of pain more than it should be sometimes issues with infertility and stuff like that and it's incredibly hard to get diagnosed been struggling with it for a long long time i just got diagnosed with it this congratulations krista we're doing it the manual way <laughs> thank you sounds like an odd thing to congratulate but it's not it's it's a good it's a step in the right direction it is we're getting better treatment because yeah. if you're going to be ill you might as well have a diagnosis mm. that is one thing i learned from my headache like <laughs> but it's much better because without a diagnosis you don't get treatment and you don't get rights that's a huge thing like Mm -hmm. being disabled in different kinds of ways you have rights if you don't have a diagnosis you have no rights (laughs) wait leo you want to join this podcast (laughs) (laughs) please say that again (laughs) all right well i wanted to say krista that you already don't have rights because you're a woman. Adam Gay. Congratulations. Thank you. It's it's minus three rights. <laughs> what? It's minus three rights. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. But no. <laughs> That's like my main two issues. Of course, I have a lot of other like unluckiness when it comes to health. Just like random passing out from asthma that I didn't have two weeks before. That happened during the pandemic. It was really weird. Mm. But... Those are my two, like, chronic illnesses. Yeah. And then comes all the non-chronic illnesses. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. And the thing that I feel like is very obvious, but also weirdly not spoken about, is like the toll that pain can have on a person. Because obviously everyone knows that being in pain isn't fun. But what I have found is that like when you're talking to people about pain, in order to understand, because it's it's really hard to understand, pain is a concept, right? It's something we try to wrap our minds around. And everyone always relates it back to the last time they were in bad pain. And when you're talking to people who have never really been in bad pain, if the worst headache they've ever had is a like light stress headache from work, that's not fun either. But it's not really something that we can compare it with. Then they have not no sympathy, but kind of, yeah. Mm. We had a little rant about this before the episode, right? Yeah. That's just... <laughs> You don't just don't know how people feel. And that's really scary. It is. And it's it is also makes it really hard to like communicate with people as a chronically ill person. Because you like tell them, Oh hey, I can't do this thing because I'm ill and they'll be like, Oh, but I can do this thing. What are you talking about? And you're just kinda stuck there like mm. well, Yeah. Yeah, how do you look, I'm not chronic ill. How would you describe chronic pain is to me? I don't think there's a way, really. Exactly. It's no, there's no way. Before I became chronically ill, I had a friend who was who like had chronic headaches herself. And I sympathized so much and I really cared about her and I was sad on her behalf. But I never understood it until I became ill myself. And then I <laughs> realized just how bad it is. Mm. Like, you can't explain, like, what kind of hell it is. It's, like, the worst times, it's like you're not purely existing like on the worst flare-ups the days that the pain is like out of 10 i have had pain out of 10 multiple times and you just you can't do anything you're just in bed and there's no like you can't even feel bad for not being productive on the worst worst days because you can't do anything like you can't cry you can't you can't fucking scream you can't do anything you're just in a ball on your bed kind of wishing that someone would come and kill you because that would be easier Mm. but that's the worst days i have it every other day as well and then it's more like, you've ever been in like a water up to around like, up towards your waist, but not quite out of your waist, and you have to walk through it quickly. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah, and th- there's it's like pressure, and you're trying to like go through it, but you're going really slowly, mm. and you're not really, you can't really see where your feet are going because the water's muddy or whatever. It's kind of like that. It's a good metaphor. It is a good metaphor, but even with that, I'm guessing you can't truly imagine it no i definitely can't and it's really sad to hear that like some days it's it's that bad that you'd rather have someone kill you yeah that <laughs> that that's really that's crazy to hear really. it is and it's kind of like surreal to me to sit here and talk with you about it now especially considering that like right now i'm at a nine and i have become so used to it that like i become you become so desensitized to your own pain that i'm here and i'm recording a podcast i was at school today I'm sitting here with, like, I have taken painkillers, and I'm sitting with a heating pad to make it better. But, like, I'm still in pain right now. And I have become so used to it that I can still live my life. And that is also... That's a really good step to take. It is a good step, like, technically. But also, it feels really weird. Because why... Like, I I shouldn't have to, you know, if that makes sense? Yeah. You kind of end up sitting there like, bitch, what the fuck? Why why you? Why me? Mm. Especially, like, when you have more than one chronic illness, then you're kind of just, like, throwing your hands up in the air. Because why? And I think that the worst part of it, if I was to, like, pick one, 
that I've had so far, like a year in review, if you'd like, mm -hmm. is not being seen or like believed, which kind of touched upon what we just said about like people not fully being able to understand. And I understand that they can't understand it, but it's still you become so fucking isolated, man. Like you are so. Yeah. When you're in a position that like no one around you, no one around you gets it. And some people are able to, like, ex I need to stop saying like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> some people are able to extend to you the support you need still. But others can't, which is understandable but hurtful nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Because even if you understand people's actions, it doesn't make the impact on you less. And you're kind of like, because in my experience, I felt quite gaslighted at some points. By doctors? By doctors too, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> but also just by certain people around me who didn't have the capacity to understand and who made me feel as if I was overreacting by reacting to my pain. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting there and you're the days that I was able to cry, it's like I would be told, why are you crying? It's not that bad. People are in pain every day. It's okay. Mm. But it wasn't okay. No. Maybe it's even more important for us to record this episode right now. So maybe we can reach out to some other people who have uh, similar chronic illnesses and just tell them that they're not alone and that they shouldn't be. They they um, they should feel as if they belong somewhere and that they have a community of people with chronic illnesses. And, and I, I really... I hope it, I understand that it's really hard for you to to like live around people who don't have chronic illnesses and having to explain to them quite often that sorry I can't join I have free time but I can't. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like free time does not equal availability when you're mm. chronically ill. And I also hope that people who have chronically ill people in their lives, <laughs> probably just people who know me, <laughs> talking to me right now, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you have actually been really great with it. We'll get back to that later. Mm -hmm. But just if people can try to wrap their minds around what that person goes through, the person who's in pain every day, and try to, if not, if they can't relate to them, at least be there for them. It doesn't mean you have to cater to their every need. We're not children. Oh, well, I am a child. I would like needs. Mm. But <laughs> you don't have to baby them. Just be there and make your presence known, and don't invalidate their pain. Don't say you're, most annoying shit, don't say you're so lucky when they get help. Like, I get extra time on exams, and I'm told all the time, oh, you're so lucky. I'm not. <laughs> do you want to change? Do you, do you <laughs> want to exchange what I have with what, what like, we what I get? Mm -hmm. Because I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And just... Try, I know it's hard, and I know it's like asking. It doesn't sound like it's asking for a lot, but it is. But try to think about the way you talk around people who are struggling in different ways. Because if you're having an eight, like a pain scale of an 8 one day, and someone comes up to you and says, you're so lucky for this, that's not a good feeling. No. And I've learned a lot from you. Because before I met you, like uh, in middle school... Um, I never, I obviously never went up to someone and was like, oh, they're so lucky. But I did catch myself thinking that. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously not as bad, but it's still something you shouldn't do, obviously. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I fully get that. I did it as well, like what, before I became chronically Because like we covered, you don't understand. No. But that's why it's so important to try to help people understand. Especially so that the pressure doesn't fall on the chronically ill person to stand up for themselves and be like, hey, stop saying that to me or stop doing this to me. When, especially when people are downplaying your pain and saying it's not that bad or you can still do this. It's it's important to have someone else on the outside supporting that person because if not that isolated feeling, it just gets so much worse. Mm-hmm. And that's not a problem you should be dealing with. You should be dealing with pain, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's enough to have in your head. <laughs> but actually, I think that it is time to move on to like to Christ. Yes. Oh. What helped me with my chronic pain was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can of sign the up Lord. now. It just costs two hundred dollars a month. Yes. Free Bible study. Free Bible study, pay for my college tuition. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. I feel like we've covered enough. I feel like if we go more in depth on how bad it is, people will get tired of listening, which I think is a good note to leave it on. But also, try to keep in mind that if you're tired of listening to how bad it can be, imagine how yeah. bad it actually is. Yeah. Leave it. And you, sh- you should listen all the time. Really, if they, if, 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 like, like now, if you want to talk about it, we, that's, um, we don't need to set a time limit for this podcast. It's not like we're going to talk for this for 40 minutes and then we're done. No, we're going to talk, talk about it until you feel it's done. Yeah. Right. I appreciate that. So listen. So listen. And I understand that someone doesn't have the capacity for that every day, but if you can take the time out every now and again to listen to someone, not just necessarily chronically people, even though that's the focus today, but just people around you know are struggling it makes like i can testify to that it makes all the difference to have someone support you and it really is like the smallest acts that help me the most at least i remember one time we were going up to record a podcast and i took your uh, backpack right yeah Yeah. we talked about it before i think Mm. like it's it's small things like that that really do help and it it's something that doesn't take a lot of out of other people's day i'm not saying everyone has to carry my shit for me all the time because Again, I'm not a baby, but on the worst days, it would be nice. Yeah. But, like I said, just to <laughs> move it back to the fact that it's been a year, which... It's crazy. It is crazy. It's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> just to use, like, an out-there word, because it is bonkers. <laughs> it's insane. I am a bit appalled at the thought, because What? But also, I am quite proud of myself for having su- survived that far. Especially considering how, like, on the worst days, all you can think is how much better it would be if someone could kill you right now. But, like, it's not you're not even suicide risk because you can't move. So you can't do anything. So. <laughs> oh, that is dark. It is dark. I am. Um, it is. But. You are allowed to laugh. It, you are. It's It's a combination of, like, making it better and listening but i am learning to live with the pain we'll say broken hearts no that's a taylor swift lyric sorry i was just wondering where my mind had that from and it's a taylor swift lyric, lyric. Taylor obviously swift. yeah what else but yeah i feel like at the six month anniversary that was a really bad day for me did you celebrate that I not the same way I did the one year because yes I did celebrate the one year I had a cupcake with a light on it and I blew it out 
But <laughs> the six months was just me going out to a field, like in the middle of the woods, lying down and sobbing for two hours, and then going back home and sitting down and doing schoolwork. Mm. Because I had like a, I think we had a test or something. But it was still, it wasn't, that was a very hard day. But for some reason, the one year anniversary has not been as hard. And I have some theories around that. And I think it is mostly that I'm getting used to it, which, like I said, good, but also bad. Yeah, it's a bit fucked up, but it's it's a good outcome. It is a good outcome. I do wish we would have caught it before <laughs> it led to that, but I would rather get used to it than live with just the pure kind of pain mm-hmm. forever. But at this point, it's I am I know how to d- deal with things much better. And that means I can live more of my life again. And that I'm really grateful about because I can reclaim a lot more of my life. I can go, I can work out sometimes. I can go to school most days, knock on wood. Uh, And life isn't as bad in that sense. But I do feel like I am, my pain gets undermined more, which I guess is why I accidentally ended up spending a lot of time talking about not undermining pain. But it's because... Undermined by who? Undermine us and people don't take your pain seriously anymore. Yep. So because it's wha- been a year, you know, why aren't you over it? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the thing. That's a real mentality that people have, even though they don't recognize it and realize it. But it's kind of like, oh, that's not over yet. Like you're you're not done. Okay. Uh <laughs> and just this whole thing of if I can function more than I used to, that means I'm okay now. And I'm not. I'm not okay. But I just know how to live again. Yeah, your pain tolerance has been getting real high. <laughs> I have been working that bad boy out so much. <laughs> it has increased. But no, I still I still do feel pain. And I feel like that's important to underline and not I don't need to talk about it every day that I'm in pain. That's But it's good to get it out sometimes, like no. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's good to not have it ignored. Like, whether it's by friends or family, or it's on accident or purpose, school teachers, medical professionals, I still do feel the pain. Mm-hmm. I just know how to cope with it. You said at the beginning of this episode that your pain tolerance, no, your your pain uh, index, what did we call it? The pain scale. Pain scale is on a 9 to 10 today, so. Yeah. There's still something going on. There is definitely something going on. I am just... I used to at the beginning I used to joke saying oh power through because I didn't think I would have to for (laughs) for a long time (laughs) but here I am powering through and I feel like that is like most of what I have to say about the headache but I do still have a lot of thoughts around the endometriosis if you feel ready to move on from that yeah or do you have some more additional thoughts (laughs) in your head I don't know Uh, yes I do that I, I shouldn't have uh, any, like, conclusive thoughts on this because I'm not qualified for that. That's true. But I do think it's really nice to have your perspective here because you, like, I, I think I mentioned this earlier. Wait, your microphone is shutting off. Hello? It's back. Okay, yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Okay, sorry about that. Mm. But... Yes, what were you saying? Yeah, I don't I don't think I, I um, no. No. You said it all. <laughs> I said it all. But that's great. Because then we can move on to the endometriosis. Because that is not something I expected to have to talk about today. 
because I think I reached out to you on Sunday last week and I said, hey, my anniversary is coming up and I have some thoughts. Can we talk about my head? And you were like, yes, absolutely. That's a good plan. And then the day off came and I celebrated that. Like I said, I met with friends the day before and on the day off, I <laughs> wore a dress I wanted to wear for a long time and I did mostly everything I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I just let myself have that day. But I got a message the day before that I had an appointment with, like, my, uh, I guess, gynecologist doctor team. It's not what it's called, but that's the closest name I can think of yep. for it. That I had an appointment at uh, a hospital. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know about that. And I didn't know what it was about either. I knew I had taken an MRI to look for endometriosis a while ago that I was supposed to get the results of right away. And I did not. Uh, <laughs> so I part of my brain said, oh, we're getting the results today. But I refused to think about it because I was so scared of jinxing it by hoping it would be like positive for endometriosis. Uh, and I was really scared of manifesting that it would be negative if I tried to prepare myself for that. So instead I just did nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just showed up, changed out of my dress because I figured I can't wear a dress to the hospital, <laughs> no matter how badass that would be. And I went in and I asked, hey, what am I here for today? And she pulled up my endometriosis MRI scan pictures and showed me where I had endometriosis and concluded with, you do have it. And how did that feel? Oh, it was so insane. Because I have went through this like scenario of figuring it out that it was positive, that it was negative, that it was something else, you know, all of these things. But I s- And I was so sure that, that would help me prepare, but it did not in any way. I was just, it felt kind of like a wall of air just hitting me in my like in my chest Mm -hmm. and once it was through i was just so relieved and i fought for like five seconds to not cry and then i figured out that that's not happening (laughs) and then i cried in front of this doctor i had met two minutes ago (laughs) i and i because i just could not cry i had i got my i got my first like endometriosis related pain when i was 11 years old and i was like crying in bed just couldn't move couldn't walk because my legs wouldn't work because it was too painful and i have been from hospital to hospital i have gone through so many doctors so many pills so many treatments and nothing worked for me and i had been pushing for this because i realized that it was probably endometriosis like four years ago mm-hmm. and it's so hard to get diagnosed because there's so little research so i have been pushing and pushing and pushing and asking hey can i get a surgery to check it can i get an mri can i get help can i get help hello it's like knocking on every hospital door and finally, like, a doctor looked me in the eye and said, you do have it. And that felt like a confirmation that you were right. Yes. Yeah. It, it was, because that is, like, the gaslighting I talked about earlier, where people are getting your head and convince you that you're not ill, that you're just overreacting, that everyone has period cramps, and mm-hmm. yours aren't that bad. And the cramps you have, like, in between your periods, that's just, you're just hungry, eat something. All of that was finally confirmed wrong. Yeah. It was just, I asked her, like, specifically, like, oh, so it's real? Like, I do have it? And she said, yeah. And I just knew, like, I'm not crazy. I didn't make it up. That was good. (laughs) That was the ultimate relief. Would you say that your entire attitude toward... That was British, sorry. Would you say (laughs) that your entire (laughs) attitude towards, um, towards living in pain has changed after having, like... uh? an actual proof that you are in pain oh absolutely i feel like it's a bit too soon to say my entire view because it yep. today is thursday this was tuesday i'm processing 
but definitely in terms of like endometriosis related pain you have no idea how many times because i referenced like endometriosis a lot because i had to be aware that i probably have it so mm-hmm. when i've talked about like oh this is something i have to be careful about because people with endometriosis tend to react to it now i don't have to like say all the like i used to fulfill it with all these words saying oh but i don't i don't know if i have it but i just have to be aware of it just in case i don't have to say it anymore i have fucking endometriosis mm-hmm. i can i can own it and that definitely made me more confident and I remember going home and like texting my friend and being like, no one can convince me I'm not sick anymore, not even me. Because I would get in my own head. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, wait, am I overreacting? I can't do that anymore. I have definitive proof that I have it. And, and now it's easier much. to live with, right? It is. A bit, at least. Not, not, it's not easy to live with, but <laughs> easier, right? I know what it is now, and I'm getting treatment. Like, I got treatment the day off. And it's painful treatment, which is part of why I'm in so much pain today. But it will be worth it because I'm getting help. And I feel like that's also like a really good way of looking at the term like diagnosis. So many people, when I told them, I finally know, said, oh, I'm so sorry. But it's not. I'm not, I'm not sorry. Mm. I'm not happy I'm ill. But like I said earlier, once you have a diagnosis, that means you're getting help. People who haven't been ill usually connect diagnosis with bad because they, th- they, ha- they think that you're going into the doctor and they're telling you you have cancer when nothing was wrong before. Of course, that fucking sucks. Uh, really. But if you've been in pain for one year with my headache, six, six years? Six fucking years <laughs> <laughs> with my endometriosis, then it's not a bad thing anymore because th- diagnosis equals help. Mm-hmm. I also remember, I mean, diagnosis, as you say, equals help, but also... It's a bit hard for an, an, a third party to decide how you feel about it. Like yes. when you came up to me and told me you'd finally gotten your diagnosis. Yes. There was like a second or two where it was like, okay, what do I say now? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you were very clear. Your body language was very clear. Like you were happy about this. So it was easy for me. But like getting it as, as, as a text. Yes, like absolutely. I got my, I got my uh, diagnosis for endometriosis. How, do I, how would you like reply to that? Oh, I really understand what you mean, which is why I also don't blame anyone for saying that. And also why I try to overdo my body language so that people won't have to be like, wait, how do I not make Krista sad? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But so I don't, I never get mad. It's more like I then automatically stress, hey, it's good. Mm -hmm. If someone was to reach out to me and tell me that they have gotten their diagnosis, chances are you talk to them about it. And that you know where they're standing with it. And if you don't know, that's like my main thing with any illness ever. If you don't know, ask. Of course, don't don't go asking for the medical information because that can be uncomfortable. But if you're wondering how someone feels, ask that. How would you feel about that? How How do you hope I will respond to this? And when they say, I'm really relieved, then you say, okay, I'm really happy for you. You deserve to be relieved. You deserve to be relieved because you've been in pain for a while. But yes, so... So I'm really happy for you. Basically. Thank you. I'm really happy for me too. And it's of course it's bittersweet, but mm. it's a good it's good to end up here, finally. After all these years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also below the average for how long it takes, you know? The average time it takes for to get diagnosed with endometriosis is 7.5 years. And you got it in six? I got it. I got it after having been in pain for six. I think it. I was looking for treatment for about four and a half years. So. So that's well, well under the average. Yeah, 
it's not good that the average is so high. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Maybe my case will help fix the average. But the reason for that is that endometriosis is such a... It's not very well known. It's very under-researched okay. and underfunded. Yeah. It's not as, mar- as bad as it was before, but because before you could go 10 plus years without help. You could never get help, potentially. But So it's improving, but it's still not good. You still have a lot of doctors who look at you and say, oh, but you can't have this without having checked you for it. And you're just kind of looking at them as a 13-year-old sitting there crying, like, ma'am, what <laughs> are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> get me in the chair and check okay please mm-hmm. but <laughs> again i feel like it's very important for people to know that in such sensitive issues that can potentially be polarizing that you know i'm not going to be mad at you i will be upset if i feel like i'm isolated more than i need to be but a lot of people are very scared that, oh i will say something wrong and she will hate me forever Chances are I won't. If you go up to me and say, oh, you're a fucking bitch, you deserve your pain. Of course, I'm not going to be happy with you. Mm. So if that's the thoughts you are thinking, please keep them to yourself. But for the most part, if you don't understand something, if you're unsure of something, if you would like clarification, or if you want to express your sentiments but don't know how, you ask me. Mm-hmm. Chances are I'm more than happy to talk about it. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't ask, and you that that is how you end up isla- isolated. Because no one asks, no one talks about it. And then it feels as if everyone around you are acting like it didn't happen. But if you decide to ask, then you should listen as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and not just ask as a formality and then leave. No? Yes, exactly. Like, how are you? Has that happened to you? Like, so many times. Yeah. Especially, like, when I realize how bad it actually is. If someone says, oh, I heard you mention you're chronically ill. What exactly does that entail? And especially with, I have experience with some guys, if I explain endometriosis, because it's period related, they'll go, oh, okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, those specific instances, it can be funny, but for the most part, if you're going to (laughs) ask, make it like genuine. (laughs) Own it. Own it. Yeah. Own your curiosity. It's good to be curious. It's good to know. And I know that a lot of people who are disabled in like more visual ways, feel the same way as well that if you're especially like i've i am very much engaged in those kinds of communities and the sentiment is generally that if a child for example is asking their mother hey why is that person in a wheelchair and they go oh you can't say that yeah that's oh that's not good no no, don't instill that in people Mm. be respectful about it of course i would prefer that someone don't come up to me and say oh, how much are you bleeding right now? Or some bullshit like that. <laughs> like, don't go in specific details. But if you're if you're wondering, ask. Mm-hmm. And chances are I'll be happy to talk. You are you are so philosoph- <laughs> philosophical, Grisa. It's amazing. Like, you, once you spend enough hours in your home with pain uh-huh. and just stuck in your own head, you reach it. You, you, you'll get there. That was a joke. I was about to say, like, well, then there's something good in it after all. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to look for a silver lining, there is one in everything. Yeah, I prefer. I mean, you you know a lot about chronic illness now. You know a lot how to treat people. You know that is true. I do know, of course. Like I can still make mistakes as well, but I am more. You have less uncertainty. You have more sig figs. <laughs> I have name. more what? Sig figs, significant figures to your name. You know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. And I... Well, I'm not happy with being in pain. I am, as I said, learning to live with it. And I have reached a place where I'm not worried about it anymore. I have mostly settled with the fact that my headache is here to stay. Possibly forever. That sucks. And that does suck. And sometimes you'll have to let yourself feel how much that sucks. Sometimes I I take what I like to call smatabose in Norwegian. So like a pain break. Where I sit down for an hour or two, depending on how much I need it, and I just feel my pain. Usually ends up crying a lot, but just sit somewhere by yourself, sometimes with music, sometimes not, and just go into your body and feel where it hurts and truly feel it, because I end up pushing it away a lot when yeah. I'm doing other things. Wait, like the like the news I had, treating pain with pain? Is that what you're saying? Not really, because it's not giving myself more pain. It's recognizing that the pain is there, because if I don't, it'll just jump on me when I really don't need it to. <laughs> if I'm having a presentation of faint in front of a class, I prefer not to do that. Instead, when I get home after a long day at school, I'll sit down and I'll just feel the pain in my body. I'll recognize it and try to remember where I was going with this. <laughs> uh, I am learning to live sustainably with the pain. Mm-hmm. And that is all I feel like I can ask for at this point. I'm still trying to push through the healthcare system. I'm still trying to have my issues recognized, but and having the endometriosis found and being in treatment for my mental issues, that sounded bad, my mental issues. <laughs> but being in therapy, uh, I feel like that has given me some kind of hope mm-hmm. in terms of that there is a way to get through the system. But I also don't feel like I need hope anymore, if that makes sense. Mm, can you elaborate on that? I'm not looking for a way out. I have come to learn to live with it so much that while I don't want to be in pain, and if someone were to hand me a pill saying, you'll be out of pain if you do this, uh, in a heartbeat, and I'm still trying different ways to get rid of it. But that's not my main focus anymore because I can't pour all my energy into something that may not happen. Mm. Instead, I am taking it one day at a time, talking about it when I need to, pushing through it when I need to, feeling it when I need to and just trying to make the best of it yeah, and as a doctor and a clinical expert I can truly tell you that <laughs> that is that is the most healthy way to get out of the pain <laughs> it is it is actually what some doctors have told me that I should do uh, so maybe let's maybe a positive mind cha- mindset can change it after all and as one last final thing I just want to say that I have been talking a lot to the people who know people who are chronically ill because I feel like that's people I have the most to say to. But if you're listening to this and you're chronically ill, I just want to say that I see you, I support you, I love you. And if anyone ever needs someone to talk to, you can always reach out to me and I'm guessing probably Mag as well. Mm. Reach out to Krista. Okay, reach out to me. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I can't help you for that. If you're in pain? Don't be. I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah. <laughs> Before I take the outro, I just want to thank you that I can listen to you. It w- I truly learned a lot. Thank Sounds you. weird. But uh, yeah, it's nice hearing you talk. It's nice having someone listen. <sighs> All righty. That was way too early. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <clears throat> and that was all we had for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. If you want, you can follow us on Spotify and on Instagram, both to help us support. I never managed to say that sentence. And it's a very clunky sentence. Yeah. 
And I blame the editor. And I blame the editor. <laughs> You're the editor. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, shit. I thought you edited off the text. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. And that was all we had for today. No. And that was all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. If you want, you can follow us on Spotify and on Instagram, both to help support us and to see some extra content. Both links are in the description. We upload every second Monday. Still haven't changed that. And we hope to see you there. Right? We do. Mm. Until then, goodbye. goodbye.